Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Horrors of Old Pelham. Today we're going to be discussing my mother's lack of accountability. But before we begin, as always, uh, quick warning, I'm going to be talking about subjects that may be triggering for some. I do apologize for that. If you have anything in your past that may cause you issues by hearing negative things or really depressing and dark stories, please be warned that those are plenty in this podcast. All right, on today's podcast, today's topic, the lack of accountability, and mostly I'm going to be focusing on my mother, but I want to let everybody know that I'm not just talking about my mom or John or any of my siblings. I'm also talking about myself throughout this podcast, and there are things that I have done that I need to be held accountable for, and I hold myself accountable for them all the time. There are mistakes I have made. There are mistakes my siblings have made, but... Today we're going to be talking about the lack of accountability that some people have. So mainly my mother. Nothing, and and this is a subject that I'm sure if she ever hears me talk about, she'll disagree. She'll fight me tooth and nail. She'll argue back. And that that's fine. She can. Um, the problem is, if she hears this podcast, I want her to, if she hears me talk about this, I want her to know... I'm not saying this to try to throw under the bus or blame her for everything or blame anything on her. I'm saying this because it's things that everyone needs to work on, myself included. Um, And also, if she hears this, just so you know, I've spoken to other siblings, mom, and everyone I've spoken to has agreed. And the one that you think wouldn't agree with me also agreed with me. Uh, Tuna, my brother Tuna, agreed with me. He's the one that's generally on my mom's side with everything. He agreed with me about this subject. So I'm going to talk about it today. Lack of accountability. Um, There are three things I hate in the world the most when it comes to people. I hate people who lie. I hate people who attack people I care about. And I hate people who attack my character, telling me what I am and what I'm not. I know who I am. So those are the three things I hate. But part of the lying is hypocritical. Hypocrites, I hate hypocrites, That, but that falls under the line. The other thing I hate is when you criticize everybody else, but you think you're perfect. And I hate that. I've heard my mom say she's perfect. I've heard my mom say that she's done nothing wrong ever. I've heard my mom blame everybody else. I've heard her blame the legal system. I've heard her uh, blame Child Protective Services, which I'm not saying they're not to blame. They are to blame. Uh, but she has said she, nothing she has done is at fault. She, that, that's the argument she makes, always. I'm going to give some examples, and if my mom hears me talking about this, I fully expect to get yelled at, uh, or not spoken to for many, 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 many months. Ah, uh, but anyway, let's get on to this. So, one of my siblings has been taken away by child services, again, because welcome to dealing with my past still going on to this very day. But anyway, one of my siblings was taken by child services. And the courts is most likely going to determine that my mom is unfit to take care of my sibling and that they need to put him into child protective services and let them handle the situation. And that's probably the wrong and right call. It's the wrong call because child services has not been helping him in the last couple of months that he's been there. He's been there for like a month and a half, maybe two months now, and they haven't done anything for him. They they make excuses. Uh, 
he needs he needs uh, medical help for mental issues that he has, and they argue that no one wants him, no one will take him, no one will help him, and so they're not helping him. But the problem is he needs those that help, and my mom also can't get him that help. My mom, the way she raised all of us, has been a problem. She's always pushed it off to other people. She's said. You know, when I was younger, if, if one of us misbehaved, it was always, wait till, wait till John gets here. He'll handle you. And that would mean that John's going to get home from work, be exhausted because of work, and then beat the shit out of one of us. Generally me, but not always me. And the, whoever he beat the shit out of was usually bleeding, broken, bruised, might need to go to the hospital, not going to sit down, different things. And my mom would always push it off to other people. And now that she doesn't have someone to just be like, oh, you're in trouble, here's your punishment there are no punishments there are nothing that she holds them accountable and sure she can't watch my sibling 24 7 like she has to sleep at some point that f fair fine but all she does is go you messed up and yells at him and that's not good for him either that that's not helping his mental disabilities that he does have he has a few of them one of them is very clearly autism and i'm not saying that because i know i i, I don't know i'm i'm saying that because I've been told by his therapists, his psychiatrists, like I've heard from certain people that he, that know what they're talking about, that he's on the spectrum. And sh the way she handles it is just by telling him he's an idiot and he's wrong. And that's not going to help the situation. She also doesn't be calm with him. He, she doesn't, she, she hasn't learned. She has, she's had 10 kids and she hasn't treated any of us properly she hasn't punished us properly she hasn't disciplined us properly she hasn't spoken to us properly she hasn't given us a compliment properly and but she doesn't see anything wrong with the way she parents and it's a problem not just for me it's a problem for all of my siblings all of my siblings have been put on different places because of that me i'm i'm, I'm going for my master's degree I start classes very soon for my master's degree. My mom doesn't care. She's not proud of me. She's let it made it very clear she's not proud of me. And part of me is hurt by that because it's like, that's my mother. She should be proud of me. But also part of me is like, I wasn't really expecting her to be proud of me. I was expecting more than a, oh, so what? Like, that was her legitimate response. So what? Oh, okay. She's more proud of my brother, my brother Tuna, who he went to college, found it difficult, found it, you know, not what he wanted to do and he dropped out but she's more proud of that because he tried and failed meanwhile I'm trying and succeeding and she doesn't care that seems problematic uh, the other thing that she does a lot of the times is Daytona my brother Tuna on any day literally can do nothing wrong so Tuna can beat the living daylights out of any of my younger siblings and mom didn't see it he can cuss, swear, tell people they're stupid, didn't see it. And that's a problem, but then the flip side, me, if I if I hit my brother, I sh which I shouldn't do, I'm the bad guy. I, I shouldn't, I, I get yelled at, I get told I'm an idiot and I shouldn't hit people. And that's correct, I, I'm not an idiot, but I shouldn't hit people, that's fine. But why, there's, why is there a double standard? Why are some of us told, hey, you're doing that wrong? Why are some of us told, that's you know, you didn't do anything, I didn't see anything, you're, you're fine, everything's perfect. So there, there's all these different issues and different levels of problems. And my mom sees absolutely nothing wrong with anything she's ever done. She, she's been, I have, multiple times I've heard her say she's a perfect Christian, which, if you know anything about the Bible, that's not a thing. 
because if you're a perfect Christian, then you don't need Jesus Christ to save you to get into heaven. But I'm not here to talk about faith, but because my mom and I very different opinions on that, uh, which we will not talk about because that will literally start a war between me and my mom if she ever hears my opinions on faith. Ah, uh, might start a war between me and my mom, and it might spell over to the entire United States. That's how bad that is. Like, <laughs> if the East Coast ever literally explodes, it's because my mom and I had a discussion about faith. Uh, and that that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be positive. But that's that's part of the problem. My mom doesn't see anything wrong with anything she's ever done. Oh, well, John beat you guys. John hurt you guys. John punished you. John built the traps. John built the contraptions. John nearly killed all of you. John, you know, sent my sister to school one day, uh, and she couldn't sit down for a week because he had a steel, to steel toe boot on and he kicked her in the ass for an hour straight, just wham, wham, wham. And she couldn't sit down. She was, you know, her entire lower half was just a bruise, and she couldn't sit down. But my mom, it's not her fault. It's John's fault. Well, mom, did you call the police? No. Did you tell him to stop? No. Did you do anything to intervene at all? No. Why? Well, I was scared of him. Okay. We're all scared of him. You were an adult. We were kids. And you did absolutely nothing. Right there, that's partially your fault. The reason why you losing my brother, talking about this as if my mom's gonna hear it. The reason why losing my brother is still partially my mom's fault and not entirely because child services can't get him the help he needs. It's not because the judge is breaking the law and not giving him back. It's because you have no accountability for your own actions. You're losing my brother. You're losing my brother, the someone I care about deeply. And it's partially your fault, because you can't take responsibility for any mistake you have ever made. You've been told, not by me, but by everybody, that you need to do this better or that better. And you think by lying and mistreating and using the system for your benefit won't come back and bite you in the ass. But it's it's going to. It always will. You, you've been told by the judge, and you've been told by child services you need therapy but you don't need therapy according to you because if you show weakness then they'll determine that that you're unfit no you need therapy because you lost a son last year you need therapy because you're clearly depressed you need therapy because you clearly have other mental issues that you need to work through but by putting that off and holding it back and not showing my younger siblings how to get through that you're also hurting them you need to you need to be strong for them sure but they also need to see that you're hurt and that there's a way through and drinking alcohol every single day until you're basically drunk is not a solution that is part of the problem that is why you need therapy you're losing my brother because you've made mistakes in the past you've lost you've done more damage than you're willing to admit. You let John stick around for years after he beat all of us. You should have gotten rid of him after he hit one of us. Doesn't matter if it was me or any of my siblings. The moment he proves that he is a violent sociopath who doesn't give a damn about any of us is when you should have stepped up. Doesn't matter if, if I called the police or you called the police or any of my other siblings called the police or if the school called the police because I went to school with a bloody face or a giant gash in my head or stitches 
doesn't matter what the situ situation was, you should have done the right thing, but you never did. The only time you admitted John made a mistake was when he stole your stuff. He stole your TV. He stole your. He stole like three of your TVs and a couple of other things. That's when you were allowed the police to do their job. When he hurt you, but he could bite a piece of my arm off and eat it. He didn't do anything wrong. He could nearly break my arm by slamming it in a door. Did nothing wrong. Honeypot to the face. Did nothing wrong. Dropped a deck on my head. Did nothing wrong. Every single time he did nothing wrong that hurt any of any of your children, Mom, you did nothing. You stood by and watched, and when I would go to the school, or one of my siblings would go to the school, and tell the truth because we were terrified of John, you lied and covered it up. That is coming back to haunt you now. Because they can look at the records and see that I wasn't lying. They can see that I had a gash above my eye. They can see that I had bruises and that I, my arm was messed up. They can see the bite mark from my arm. They have all that on record. They can look at any of it. So the reason why you're getting hurt now, if you want to call it karma, you want to call it God, you want to call it the universe, you want to just call it that's how the system works, it's because you've made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake and you never once took responsibility for your own actions. I can sit down and tell you every single mistake that I can personally remember that I made. One time I picked up one of my brothers and slammed him into the ground and his head got split open and he had a bump on the back of his head and you had to take him to the hospital and I was taken into DCF custody because I was considered violent and I needed to get help. I take responsibility for that. I felt bad for that. I still a little feel a little bad about it. That was when I was 10. I'm now 29. I still feel a little bad. It was 19 years ago, and I still feel guilty for that. I feel guilty about the time I gave it to, gave it to Tuna uh, a bruised eye, or the time where I split his nose open, or the time I busted his head open. I feel guilty about those things. There's things that you tell me I've done that I feel bad about. Like when you say I dropped one of my sisters, I feel bad about that. I don't remember doing it, but I feel bad about it. I feel bad about the time I chucked you across the auditorium. What do you feel bad about? And don't be like, oh, I feel bad that your brother took his own life. We all feel bad about that. What about your own mistakes? What mistakes can you tell me that you know you have made that you feel bad about? And don't say you failed my brother or you failed this. What mistakes did you make that hurt the ones that are still here? Because you have hurt all of us. And you don't take responsibility for that. And you never have, and you never will. Because according to you, you've done nothing wrong. And until you can look in the mirror and accept that you have done things wrong, and that you need help, people will always be able to look at you and say, you've made mistakes. People will feel bad for you, but they won't 100% be able to trust you. You want to know why I don't say the L word when you say it to me? Because I don't believe you. I straight up do not believe that you care about me. I do not believe that you care about me. I do not believe that you like me. I believe, part of me believes that you are trying to make up for the things you've done to me in the past because you have hung out with me, you've talked to me, and you haven't blamed everything on me. But I don't believe that you're doing that out of the kindness of your heart or because you're trying to be a better mother or because you're trying to take accountability for your mistakes. 
I believe you're doing it because you want something from me. I believe you're trying to manipulate me. I believe you're trying to use me because that's what you've done every year. Every time you're nice to me, every time you say something positive about me, I don't believe you because you always hurt me. None of my siblings believe you either. I have talked to multitude of them, and they all agree that you need to learn to take accountability for your actions. They all agree that one of the reasons why you're, what's happening to you is happening to you is because you didn't do enough for any of us. You didn't do enough for the one that there's currently in custody. He keeps getting himself in more and more danger and more and more problems. And instead of saying that you need to do better for by him, you need to you need to work harder, you need to make it him feel like he's in a better space, you need to be there for him, you're like, ha, bah, child service, I shouldn't have taken him. They took him for a reason. Instead of blaming them, figure out what you can do better to prove to them that you're not the monster they're trying to paint you to be. But instead, you change nothing and just blame them. Instead of changing or trying to fix what they blame you for, you lie your way through therapy. You lie your way through every day. You drink on a daily basis. And I, I want to say, like, I, I wish I could say that I don't blame you for what John did to me. I, I don't blame you for what John did to my siblings. I wish I could say that, but part of me does, and I always will. Because you let him beat us for 17 years. If I ever have kids and I hit one of them or my wife hits one of them, I hope that if I do it, my wife has the, has the courage to do something about it that day. Like leave, get help, go to the police, do something, stop me. And I hope I have the courage to stop her if she does something violent. Because I don't think I'm ever going to be that type of person. But if I am, I want someone to stop me. I don't think it'll ever be, come down to that, but you let John beat us for 17 years, and you did nothing but cover it up, lie, and protect him. You protected a monster instead of protecting your children. And you say it's because of fear. Yeah. You're an adult. You're the parent. Protect your kids. You want to know why it's your fault? You want to know why you're responsible? Because you never protected us. Not from John, not from the government, not from, not from child services, not from our own pain and suffering. You caused us pain and suffering. I'll give you a short story that's a true story that doesn't sound that bad, but it was an everyday type of thing, and I'll give you a few examples. We'll start with, we'll, we'll give you a bunch that are not bad, but it was an everyday type of thing. We go to my basketball game, and you spend the entire hour and a half game, including intermission, including halftime, including whatever, you know, all the pieces, telling everyone in the, in the stands about how awesome Tuna was at wrestling. Wrong sport, wrong person, wrong time of the year. About how great he was at shot put. And at the end of the day, at the end of the game, you're like, ah, oh, you made a nice shot. I don't believe you. I don't think you gave a damn about my sports. I don't care. I don't think you cared that I was good at soccer, mediocre at basketball, had a couple of good games, but mediocre at it, but good at soccer. I don't think you cared about any of that. 
I think, in reality, you cared about what Tuna was doing, what he was capable of, and how awesome he was at everything he put his mind to, because you told everyone how great he was. Didn't matter that I had better grades, didn't matter that I did better things in school, didn't matter that I'm, doesn't matter now that I'm about to get my master's degree and he dropped out of college, doesn't matter that I'm trying to make a better life for myself, and doesn't matter what I do, doesn't matter what he does or any of my siblings do, do. You've already told us who your two favorite are, because they were the ones that you planned on having and the rest of us were accidents and unplanned. And one positive coming from you being drunk is you say things that you shouldn't say because they hurt me and I know the truth. They hurt all of us, but it's because it's who you are. I don't expect you to change because I know you won't. You are who you are. You're in your 50s. You will never be a better person. You'll never take accountability for your actions. I don't expect you to anymore. It would have been nice if you did but all I expect from you is more pain, suffering, lies. Time you, oh, here's another quick one. Time you told me that if my therapist couldn't fix me, then no one could, and I was a lost cause. Yeah, that's hurtful, but I appreciate it. You think I'm a lost cause. Thanks. Thanks, Mom. Time I came home and showed you my report card, and I had straight A's, highest grades, honor student. All you said was, yeah, well, Tuna's grades are better. They weren't. There were B's and a couple of C's, but they were better because he went to a public school with 36 students per classroom. I went to a private school where the most students I had in one class was four, including myself. But because his classrooms had more people in it, that makes him a better student for getting a C plus when I got an A plus. I don't even. I don't even know what to say, Mom. You want me to say I'm sorry? Being your firstborn and apparently a disappointment. I won't. I'm going to better my life. I'm going to prove you wrong. You need to learn how to take some accountability for what you've done to us. Because you've hurt all of us. You have failed every single one of your children. In one way or another. And you can blame whoever you want to blame, but at the end of the day, you need to look in the mirror and realize it's entirely your fault. You want to know why I hurt at the end of the day? You want to know why I have post-traumatic stress disorder? Yeah, it's because John beat the crap out of me, but the one person who could have stopped him, the one person that could have done the right thing, didn't. And that was you. You want to know why I struggle to trust people? Because the first person that... A uh, person is supposed to trust when they're born is their mother. And I could never trust you, and I still don't trust you, and I never will trust you. All you do is lie and deceive. And you don't just lie and deceive to your children or to yourself. You lie and deceive everyone. You lie to the state. You lie to child services. You lie to your so-called friends. You tell them how perfect you are, how great your life is. And about how you're miserable. You are miserable. But you want to know who stirred the pot to make you miserable? You did. If you truly gave a damn about any of us, we wouldn't be hurting. We wouldn't be trying to figure out why our mother hates us. And you can't prove to me or to 
anyone else that you actually care about any of us. All you can do is say that you're sorry and move on, except you'll never say you're sorry. Because according to you, you're perfect. But also according to you, there is no such thing as perfect. You are the very definition of a hypocrite. You tell me everything that John did wrong. You have told me everything that I have done wrong. You have told me the things that you think some of my siblings have done wrong. Here's an idea. What the hell have you done wrong according to you? And don't say you're a perfect Christian. You know, in the eyes of the Lord, you'll get into heaven because you are a perfect Christian. You've done nothing wrong. I've heard you say that multitude of times, and it's a lie. I don't know if you're trying to lie to yourself and convince yourself, or you're trying to lie to everybody. But you need to learn to take accountability for your actions that you have hurt. Because you have hurt every single one of us. And I could go into detail about why it's your fault that you're not going to get my brother back from DCF custody this time. Child, ser child services for everyone listening. I could go into great detail about why you're not going to get my brother back from child services. I'm not. I'm going to not bring up personal stuff that's happening today. We want to talk about the past, not the present, not the future. Because truthfully, no one knows what the future is going to hold. All I know that the future is going to hold is more pain and suffering from you. Because all you ever do is lie. And tell everyone lies about your life to make yourself seem like the best person ever. Something else that you said that bothers me is you said your life is the hardest life that you could imagine. The fuck are you talking about? I could name people in our own family that's had a harder life than you. You let all of us get beat by John for 17 years. And yes, it sucks that one of my brothers passed away last year and he took his own life. And yeah, that's been depressing as all hell and that hurts and I'm sure that hurts you. You think you're the only person that's lost a child to suicide? Are you really that naive to think? <laughs> uh, are you really that naive to think that that horrible, horrible thing has never happened to anyone else? Do you really think your life is worse than everyone else's on this planet? Pretty sure there's a sin for that, according to the Bible. Which sure there's two that that might apply to. But again, I'm not going to talk about faith. Your life has not been that hard. You're in your 50s. Some horrible things have happened to you and to the family. To our family. I'll admit that. Everyone will admit that. Your life isn't that hard. You still have you still have children that need you. You have full-grown children that need you. You have 
you still have children under the age of 18 that need you, but one of them goes and you fall apart. You give up. You start drinking. You don't go to therapy. She wanted to be a good mother for the rest of us. You would have shown us how to be tough. You would have shown us how to be strong. You would not have turned to alcohol. You would have gone to therapy. You would have listened. You would have talked. You would have listened to us when we were going through our pain, from either when our sibling died last year or from everything that's ever happened to us in the past. You would have listened. You would have sat down and listened and cared. But you didn't. You don't. You can't. And I'm going to say something right now that I know if you ever hear me say, you'll be very mad at me. But it's the truth. At the end of the day, Mom, the only person you give a shit about is yourself. My brother is married, and he's you still expect him to drop everything and come, to, come crawling back to you when you need help. What happens when he and his wife move out of town? Or out of state, I should say. They already move out of town. What happens when they move out of state? What happens when they have their own... What happens when he has kids? You're still going to expect him to be at your house five days out of the week. You're still going to expect him to be the one that puts the house back together when things fall apart. You're still going to expect him to save you every time something goes wrong. He can't do that. He has to build his own life, his own family, with his wife. And if he doesn't wise up soon, he's going to have to choose between his wife and you. And that's just going to build a bigger wedge. And... You once said that his wife was controlling. She's not. You are. You are the most controlling, most deceitful, most conniving person I know. John is the most violent, most vicious, biggest asshole I know. But you're the biggest liar. You're the biggest... Selfish. You're the most selfish person I know. You get hurt by something that you think in your head and you punish everyone around you. I try not to do that. Honestly, don't. I don't think any of my siblings try to do that. We sometimes do because we're human, but you do it always. You get upset, you don't cook. You get upset, they can figure out their own food. You get upset, you cancel plans for everyone else because you had to do it your way. You had plans to hold a celebration of life for one of my siblings. That's good. I, that, that's, that's a good thing. But because one of my sisters had to make was trying to make plans to go to camp, and that might affect the day you schedule the, the celebration of life, you throw a fit. All right. The world does not center around you, Mom. Grow up. You're in your 50s. Act like an adult. I know it's asking a lot, but can you act like an adult for once, please? I don't even care if it's an act. I don't even care if you have to put on a face and pretend. Just act like your age. You can still drink occasionally. You can have fun. You can go out and party with your friends. I don't care. Be there for your family. Try to help them through some things. Also, figure out what the hell you've done wrong and apologize. Because you've heard all of us. 
Do some soul searching. Figure it out. Ooh, enough of that topic. That ooh, that that, that one hurt. <laughs> but yeah, no. So gonna move on from that. The three biggest things that I hate from a person. I hate liars. I hate people that hurt people I care about. And I hate people who attack my character. I know who I am. Don't tell me who I am. I know who I am. I know the good deeds I do. I know the bad things I do. And I try to hold myself accountable for the bad things I do. Whether they're intentional or not, if I if I promise somebody something and it doesn't work out, I try to apologize. Because it's not the right thing. I want to do good by everyone. that I Like, if I make a promise to someone, I want to make sure I do that. If, if I tell somebody I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, I want to make sure I hold myself accountable and do that. If I... If my work says, hey, uh, we need you to come in at this time to this time, we're going to change it. And if I say I'm going to do that, I'm going to hold myself accountable and do that. Because that's the, I feel like that's the right thing to do. If you make a mistake, apologize, own it, and try to make it, try to right your wrong. It shouldn't be that hard. One of these days I have to make a positive episode and explain but it, it's hard to make a positive episode when there is so much pain and so much hatred towards every single person that was supposed to make mine and all of my siblings life better their father should have been there for them he should have tried to do things right he should have went to work earned money paid the bills took us uh took took the kids myself included maybe myself not included some of us, not all of us, all of us should have taken us on trips, should have gone on vacation, should have gone outside and passed the ball around, should have had fun, you know, doing whatever, should have had cookouts together. But everything we did felt like it was a chore for everyone. Didn't feel like anyone wanted to be there, felt like we were going through the motions, felt like we were pretending to be a family. We never felt like a unit. We always felt like, oh yeah, that person's here, that person's here, why the hell is that guy there? I always felt like I was the third wheel, like I didn't belong, and I was, I'm legitimately related to all of my siblings, and yet I felt like I didn't deserve to be on any of the trips, I felt like I didn't deserve, I, I felt like I just deserved to, I don't know, disappear into the ether, disappear into the wherever. Obviously that's not how life works. I tried to be there for my siblings because I was the oldest. I still am the oldest, but I tried to be there for them. I tried to help them. Sometimes it didn't work out. A lot of the times it, sometimes it worked out. A lot of times it didn't. Sometimes it turned into my brother and me getting into a fist fight, which is not good, not great. I feel bad for those times. I, you know, feel guilty about that. But the lack of accountability by anyone, by myself, by my siblings, by my mother needs to be addressed. needs to be addressed by everyone, even people outside my family. People need to hold themselves to an accountability to make things better. Uh, my next podcast will be, I'll be telling another story in the next episode about some really dark day that doesn't just involve me, it involves some of my siblings. I haven't really figured out which one I want to tell yet. Uh, it might be just an episode about birthdays, in which case, 
not a lot of good stuff there. Uh, <laughs> but that could be a fun episode. It might tell an episode. It's either going to be an episode about birthdays, an episode about people being illogical. So just not one of these episodes where I where I vent for a while, I rant for a while. Um, but I, I still have a lot of stories to tell, a lot of darkness to get out there. Season 1 still has a bunch of episodes left to go. I've written down some of the ideas for them. So, we're going to see how that goes. I might start writing out how I want each episode to play out before before I record it. That way, the general paragraphs are there, and I, I know what topics to touch upon, and what to talk about, and transitions, because a lot of these are just me saying a title, and then ranting and venting. Um, so, the next episode will probably be more written and more planned out. Uh, in a better format that works better for myself and for the listeners. So we're going to try doing that next episode. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it goes well. I believe it will. Again, we'll see. Uh, anyway, hope everyone has a good rest of your day. Hope good rest of your night. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for listening. I really appreciate the listeners. Thank you for being here. I hope everyone has a great rest of the day, great rest of the night. Again, whenever you're listening to this, again, thank you. I am very grateful for everyone who's listening. Uh, This is a shorter episode than we normally have, but I just needed to get this off my chest. Again, thank you. And next episode will be a little bit longer. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.